You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Pop Podcast. I'm your coach, Jason. Goes Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today. First, we'll talk about the NBA. Then we talk a little bit about the NFL, and then we get into a little bit of Formula One. But first, Danny, right into the NBA, man. I got a lot to say about my Milwaukee Bucks. That we are what 10, 11 games into the season, 10 games into the season for the Bucks, and it's not looking good. Jay Crowder uh, will be out for two months due to an abductor, lower abductor slash uh, ab. Uh, tear um, in which two cases he'll be on to get surgery. Uh, so I don't know what the bus are going to do in that place. There's going to be some more minutes there, uh, possibly for Bochamp, uh, who's been playing, in my opinion, excellent off the bench. Uh, I think he needs to find a, you know, a few more minutes there. Uh, but may also give Chris Middleton the opportunity to increase his load, to increase his usage there. Uh, in which case, I, I think they need to do that so that way they can work out some cohesiveness on the court. But Danny, is this not looking good in that you have Giannis now going for 54 points against the Pacers, and it resulted in a loss. Went for 30-plus uh, against the Bulls. Uh, we did win. But my concern here is, is the fact that the two-man – game here was been highly touted before the season started of Dame and Giannis. They ain't working. Uh, they lost against Orlando. Uh, and it's just not working. I know it's early in the season, but defensively, the Bucks are a mess. They are lost. Uh, and I do give new head coach Adrian Griffin some points here with regards to going to the veteran players to figure out what can we do defensively. This is like what fourth game into the season. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Brooke comes back in next game, eight blocks. Uh, so they change things up defensively, but I haven't seen that same defense since then. <laughs> so I don't know what was said in the locker room to go back to remember back to uh, the terrible defense. But looking at the games, Danny, I'll just say this. Connington, uh, I really like the game, but he cannot defend these fast guards. Uh, they blow by him. Same thing with Dame. I've seen Dame give no effort at times. And last game, I actually saw him give some effort. It's give and take with him, and it's not consistent. And that is the key to be consistent. The Bucks ranked 28th in rebounding. I don't know how the hell you just go from being ranked first and second over the past five years to 28th. Something going on scheme-wise, effort-wise, there's something happening there. And I'm seeing Brooke just not be the Brooke of old. I think they're trying to figure it out with Dane. But that doesn't replace effort in going after a rebound or 
Uh, I've seen Brooke miss a whole lot of bunny layups. And it's just the rhythm. Now, I'll tell you who is playing well, Danny. And that's Bobby Portis. Yes. Bobby Portis is playing, playing well. You need to give him some more minutes. Yes, he is. You want to win some of these games, you better give Bobby Portis some minutes. But here, here's my concern in doing that, Danny. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis did play this summer for USA Basketball. And my concern is that he would get wiped out from midseason. Mm-hmm. So with Crowder being out for two months, my question is, what do the Milwaukee Bucks do? Do they need to go out and get another player for the bench? Caruso is out there. Mm-hmm. He's under. Yep. I would imagine like a dumpster fire. I, I I think they're going to be really pushing to. They'll be sellers. Sellers, yeah. So, do the Bucks need to go out and get another player for their bench? The second question is, are we really starting to regret the trade of Drew Holiday? Are we starting to regret? the hiring of Adrian Griffin. Yes, it, sir, you are on the high seat. I was saying 15 games, Danny. I think you you gave it 20 games. I was trying to be lenient here, Jay. Listen, man, we had 10 games in, and it ain't looking good. Yeah. It would be different for me if there was a lot more pick and roll, pick and roll action on a consistent basis throughout the game. Mm-hmm. It would be different for me if it was – better plays being ran out of timeouts. It'd be different for me if if during the course of a game, the players know what to run instead of being in, I don't know, YMCA, mm-hmm. running the gun and just playing. It feels like they're just playing. There's no philosophy. Yep. I don't know what kind of offense they're running. It just feels so disjointed. And to me, that comes from coaching. Defensively, I don't know what the hell we're doing. We, I'm seeing a 2-3 zone out there. And the Pacers, for example, are just moving the ball to the corner and hitting threes, wide open threes out the corner. And I, the Pacers are um, top in the league in three point, three, uh, corner three-pointers. So there's no defensive plan, game plan for that. And if you know that the Pacers are top in the league for corner threes, why the hell are you running the two-three zone? And the two, I don't know, Danny. It just feels so disjointed on both sides here. I don't know if it's more so a philosophy of trying to hide Dane defensively. Yeah. It, it just feels so disjointed in Milwaukee. What say you, Danny? I didn't talk a whole lot here. What I just got a whole lot of my chest. Fans got a whole lot of my chest here regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. It ain't looking good. I don't know. What say you, Danny? Jason, I think that's what it is. It's inconsistency. And like they haven't had a winning streak, like a substantial winning streak yet either. And that may right some wrongs too, because once the team gets on a roll, that can fix some things, whatever may be happening. But like you mentioned, man, like you watch the game, sometimes they're just like going through the motions. Like when they played Orlando the other night, <laughs> you don't get blown out by Orlando like that. I'm yeah. sorry. 
And if you're getting out rebounded and you're one of the biggest teams in the league, that's effort. That's effort. That's a problem. Yep. So I think also Giannis is handling the ball too much still. That that gets him into trouble sometimes. You know, uh, I know he was doing what he was doing against Indiana because he was pretty much dominating them. So okay, that's an they're exposing them, but uh some of these other games, man, they got they got there's no ball movement. There's it's hard to read what they're trying to do. And this is why I said what I said when they hired Adrian Griffin, because about him being on a hot seat right off the jump, because you have all this talent and you coming in as a new coach is unfair, I think, from that standpoint that AG has to go through. He's learning on he's learning on the fly with a team that should be number one in the league, and they're not. So that's going to expose so many different things. Whereas if he was coming in with a team, let's just say Chicago, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a, a team that doesn't have high expectations, he can kind of learn his chops and learn, and because that's it's only you know so many jobs in the NBA is being a head coach. And this was one that it's going to be tough, and we knew that. You know, you're you're bringing in a superstar and trying to integrate him into the offense and the defense. And yeah, the schemes just seem all every just everything just seems off right now. And if they can't fix it, they got to be thinking about who's who's the contingency plan here. And initially, with Stotts was on the bench, I thought it was Stotts, mm-hmm. but now he's gone. What is their plan? And like I said, though, they they can get a winning streak going. That may get them going in the right direction. Middleton's still working himself back in. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. just so many different factors involved. Now Jay Crowder's hurt. The The bench has been up and down. They need some – it just – all in all, it's just inconsistent. And you look at teams like Philadelphia, right? That's mm-hmm. the, Their only loss is to the Bucks. But they're on a winning streak. They're on an eight-game winning streak. Maxie's playing, you know, out of his mind. They may pick up. They're talking about rumored to get Levine or somebody like that. And you see that, and it's like, come on now. You know the Bucks are better than the Sixers, but if you look at them since that first game, it don't the Sixers look way better than the Bucks. But here's the reason why, though, Danny. That's because the Sixers have a philosophy. Yes that you can see on court, and it's actually them executing it. And they have an offense, and they run it through Embiid. Yep. And Max is playing, man, you talk about playing off somebody really well. And that's why I understand what Harden was doing. Well, the Clippers are dealing with him right now. but So Max is taking full advantage of this opportunity Mm -hmm. to play off Embiid. And that's what Nick Nurse didn't do. If you look at it, he's not doing too much different than what Doc Rivers did. He's made some tweaks, and, you know, Philadelphia's playing the way they are. Obviously, it's early in the season, and, you know, we're not trying to you know, go crazy with this, but it's just stuff you see in a game where you're, if you're a championship contender, some of these things shouldn't be happening the way they are in these games and the inconsistency, and you get a lead and you blow it, and then you're getting blown out by teams you shouldn't even be getting blown out by. So I think – like I said, 20 games, I'm going to stick with that. And if if they're still playing the way they are right now, then 
some discussions are going to have to be made on um, what to do next. So they have some easier games coming up, but the Raptors are getting healthy. They play them tomorrow night. And then they had their uh, in-season tournament game, I think, against the Hornets on Friday. So yeah. games they should win. So now we'll see if they struggle in these. That that really shows you something. I think we're going to struggle against the Hornets. We we always tend to struggle against the Hornets for some reason. Uh, and um, and I'll just say this too, Danny. I mean, um, to add in there with Boston, I mean, Boston is, you know, lights out right now. Um, and But the 76ers, to me, they put the ball in Maxie's hands, and it was actually an addition by subtraction, subtracting James Harden. So that locker room has, has had a chance to kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. They know their team moving forward, and I think that speaks a lot to um, just them playing basketball and not have to worry about all the other talks and hoopla uh, outside of the, what's going on on the court. Yep. Agree. Now, Danny, on to a little NFL talking where, oh, boy, Green Bay Packers are in trouble. I said that the week before and the week before that. <laughs> and I'll just say this, Danny. The Packers had an opportunity to win here against the Steelers. Uh, Jordan Love throws two crucial interceptions in the red zone, one in the end zone, which would have put them ahead, man. And I don't know, Danny. 23-19, the Packers take another L. They're 3-6, 1-4 away from Lambeau. Um, it's just not looking good. I'm predicting that the Packers will not make it to the playoffs. Um, and I'll also say this, Danny. I'm predicting the Packers to select the quarterback in the draft. Who they pick up, I don't know. But I think it's to a point now where – the Packers are going to really have a um, a quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much, how much longer Jordan Love is going to last. Jordan Love, it just feels like the rec- there's not a true number one receiver or Jordan Love has a found that go-to receiver, whatever the case may be. Remy Packers are lost. We'll see what happens, man. Is this not looking good for the Packers? What say you, Danny, about the NFL weekend? Uh, about your Packers, I think Romeo Dobbs is your number one. Honestly, at this point in time, they're young too. So that's the other thing that Christian Watson is the one that you would think would be that person, but he had a stretch last year where he did his thing. But if you watch the game, he's not that guy. He could be a number two. That's why I think Dobbs is your number one. They have some talent. They're just young. And the offensive line isn't blocking it up. LaFleur, I don't know what he's doing with Aaron Jones. I don't know why he didn't run the ball with Aaron Jones in that. He is A.J. Dillon. Y'all lost, and we lost. It may be time for Arthur Smith to go. It was our return. It was an Arizona game. Kyler Murray, first, first game back for Kyler Murray. So do we see a theme here, Jason? Will Levis's first game, we lose at the end. Josh Dobbs' first game, this brother ain't seen a playbook. He come in, win the game against us at the end. Kyler Murray, he's been gone for a year. Comes back, has a 50-yard scramble at the end of the game. 
Like I said, it's like a consistent thing. They can't tackle. They had Kyler Murray dead to rights, and he it was like a 30, 20-yard loss. He escaped, comes down, they kick a field goal, beat us. We didn't even have 100 yards passing in this game. Heineke got hurt. Ritter came in, looked bad. And that's three games in a row that we should have won. There's no excuse for that. And this has to fall on Arthur Smith. We have a bye this week. And we come back and who do we play? Our arch nemesis, the New Orleans Saints. So there's got to be a lot of soul searching this weekend in Flowery Branch to see what's happening and figure some things out. But you just don't lose these games. And I just don't get it. I just don't understand what Arthur Smith is doing. Some of the plays he's running, I said the tackling is terrible. This team could easily be sitting in first place by like two games, but no, we're not. So thank Mm. goodness for a week off for us Falcons fans to get a break from this misery. And we'll see what happens when they come back after the uh, Thanksgiving and play the New Orleans Saints. Danny, I'll just add to just a game, a couple of games that um, caught my eye. Uh, one, I was looking at the bottom of the ticker, and I was surprised to see the Jaguars get beat down the way that they did against the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, 24-3. Uh, I want to say that was in Jacksonville at that. And so I was really, really surprised to see how just that dominated the score there. Uh, the other – uh, score that really caught my eyes that was the Houston Texans man they are balling against the Cincinnati Bengals man and you got to start thinking about CJ Stroud being considered not only rookie of the year but maybe even MVP uh need give him some MVP consideration some MVP love man because CJ Stroud is man listen I, he's balling and who would ever thought that the Houston Texans would be where they are today uh, at five and four? And now, Danny, on to uh, Formula One, and where, yes, Formula One One is back on U.S. land, where they'll be actually racing in Vegas. First time in Vegas. And the popularity of Formula One has grown significantly here in the United States. Uh, I am a testament to that. You are a testament to that, becoming fans of Formula One now. Uh, Formula One on the United States uh, land has been in Miami, has been in Austin, and for the first time again in Vegas. And it's going to be a little bit different this time where on Saturday night, the race will happen. And that is an effort to get additional viewership, especially um, those uh, overseas. And so, Danny, this is going to be really interesting. I'm really hoping that Max Verstappen does not win. Uh, Red Bull has been on a tear the entire season. They've already solidified. Uh, Max has already solidified uh, his World Number One championship uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Constructors Cup uh, is really in Red Bull's hands. Uh, but I just want to see a very competitive race uh, just go around. Mercedes is, is starting to kind of slowly inch themselves on up here uh, with uh, some enhancements to uh, the car and everything. But mm-hmm. Red Bull has been really dominant this season, man. 
Uh, what I'm looking forward to in this race, though, Danny, is just to see how uh, Vegas really shapes up um, mm -hmm. and, and everything. Uh, and not only that, just the money that's going to be flowing in Vegas for Formula One is going to be outrageous. Yep. Um, these hotel prices have got to be just outrageous <laughs> in itself, man. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, just to be able to see it on home uh, turf here, if you will. Uh, but yeah, um, Formula One is upon us. What say you, Danny? Yeah, Jay, I'm really looking forward to seeing this track, like the final, like when they're racing and what they're planning to do from what I heard. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty slick. No, that's it. I'm very interested to see how this goes and see um, what the plan is because like you said with Red Bull and you know Mercedes Red Bull is like that is like Michael Jordan right now mm -hmm. like you just someone needs to try to knock them off and but it's just the way they've been they've just been dominating yeah. and I'm curious how this plays out Saturday night and if anyone can actually pull that upset on them no, I'm just looking forward to it, man. Just like I said, just seeing it in Vegas mm -hmm. and how they set this all up is what I'm curious about and how the race ends, actually ends up. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.